Hey, everybody, stick around for the first episode of Neighborhood Preppers coming up next. Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Neighborhood Preppers. I'm Alton James, and I'm joined by the man himself, Mr. Bobby Riggs Jr. Bobby, talk to him, buddy. How's it going today, Alton? How you doing? Hey, I can't complain one bit. Tell us what we have in store. Man, we're just going to go over a little bit of our prepping stuff. Me and you, good neighbors living next to each other. Decided to build a network in a community, man. We just, uh, we had the same mindset the importance of building a network and working with your neighbors. And it's crazy times we're living in right now. I, I mean, the first ever pandemic we've ever lived through. There's going to be a lot of people out there with a lot of questions moving forward. And, you know, I think we got the knowledge to give it to them. We're going to have fun with it and just see where this takes us, man. Sounds good. So uh, why don't you tell them how you got started with prepping? Oh, man, prepping. So it's weird because like you hear the word prepping and, you know, there's a lot of people that they hear the word prepper and they think the guy with the tinfoil hat that lives in the middle of nowhere, you know, he's got the windmills and he raises and, you know, like, I mean, that's that's the goal, right? Have your own bunker, all this stuff. But 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 that's not reality for everybody. So what is a prepper? What does prepping mean? It means being prepared. So for me, I'm a martial artist. I fought professionally, cage fighter. And so we would prepare for a fight. We'd watch footage. We would study our opponents, different disciplines. If they were a kickboxer, take them to the ground and submit them. If they were a jiu-jitsu fighter, keep the fight standing up. You're always looking to be prepared. And that's really what it was, man, is uh, my wife, she was pregnant, and we had a kid on the way, and I started thinking about protecting my son, protecting my family. And I was always comfortable using my hands, comfortable in the streets, was never worried about that. It was always what happens in the next step. So, like anybody in the modern age, I jumped on the internet and started looking stuff up. What can I do to protect my family? Got down the rabbit hole and started doing some stuff and some research and found myself, you know, storing food. Found myself, you know, looking into extra protection. What can I do to ensure that my family eats tomorrow? I'd, I never thought in my life we would live to see what we're seeing right now. I mean, we're talking about a pandemic that's shut down the world. Food shortages, toilet paper shortages. I mean, these are things that most people, there's very few people that were prepared for this. And for some reason, it was just something that always stuck in the back of my mind. So I started small. First thing I ever did to consider myself a prepper was my wife's an attorney 
She travels around the state of Michigan. So there's there's times where she's anywhere from two to three hours away from home. I built us a get home safe bag. Real simple. I, I didn't get into, you know, a lot of artillery and there wasn't a lot of stuff. I had bottled water, a granola bar, jumper cables, a pocket knife, and something to like a Mylar blanket. Then you just start adding and adding and, and you just keep building and before you know it, you're a prepper. The more research I did, the more important I found out that I can't do it by myself. I'm 100% sure that in the time of need, I can protect my family, but for how long, right? I got to sleep. I got to eat. And it was so important to me to find people that were on the same page, friends, family, neighbors. And I realized how important it was to have people that were on the same page. They were going to cover my six while I covered theirs. I could use their strengths to help my weaknesses. And I got lucky, man. I, uh, I moved about three years ago, moved into a nice, new, beautiful subdivision. We were very happy. I have this cool neighbor that lives right behind me, had a nice fence set up. So first day I moved in, I went and knocked on his fence or knocked on his door and asked him if I could build a fence off of his. And lo and behold, my neighbor, the beautiful face we're looking at right now, <laughs> Mr. Alton James. So funny. Super nice guy. Day one, man, told me to go ahead, you know, put my chain link fence off of his. And honestly, man, you know, you were just, you were, you were a nice neighbor. You have a very beautiful family. You guys keep to yourself, maintain your yard, everything you want in a neighbor. We saw each other in passing. We started talking a little bit. You know, we had a lot of same interests, conversations and stuff. But that day, man, I looked out my window. That's right. And I saw them putting those solar panels up. I knew <laughs> that little light bulb went off. And I said, whoa, what is this guy preparing for? Right. And I, I reached out to you and we started talking, man, and and you know, two like minds and it just opened up a whole new world. I think for both of us, definitely, you know, having that relationship, you know, what about you? So the thing that's so amazing and the thing that we want to get across to our listeners and our viewers is, you know, the fact that we did find that camaraderie and that whole emphasis of, you know what, we can't do it by ourselves. We have to have a network. And so the whole purpose of neighborhood preppers is building a network of people around you that can supplement what you, you know, your weaknesses are. And so it, what's so interesting is I think how I got into prepping wasn't even me thinking of myself as a prepper. It was just like, right. man, I don't want anything to happen where I'm stuck and I don't have a way to provide. And, right. you know, I can think back to the early 2000s. We had that huge blackout that was like all across the Midwest, right. I think. And, you know, it was it was pretty low key. Nothing really happened out of it. But, you know, you go five days and people don't have generators and your food starts to go bad in your fridge. And you start thinking, like, I I, I don't want that to be me. And then, right, exactly. you know, uh, you know, I'm super techie. 
And so a lot of the work I do is tech involved. I like doing music and audio and stuff for film. And I remember one time I was subcontracted with someone and I had a deadline of like six hours to do this project. My power went out. Oh. And, you know, power came back about four hours later and I had two hours to get it done. So, oh, man. you know, one of the first things I did when I got to my home, I said, I want a backup generator. And I said, I want solar panels, you know, but and, and obviously those are big things that, you know, might not be attainable for everyone. But I also thought about basic things like security. So, right. you know, we're in the we're in the subdivision. We're in a nice subdivision and we've got those nice, pretty, you know, side lights around your right. door. But exactly. I'm like, wait a minute. That's just a little piece of glass. Somebody could just knock through that thing. So one of the first things we did when we moved in, I was like. I want glass blocking those things, yep, <laughs> you know, exactly. switch out the strike plates in my door, stuff like that. So we both have cameras. Definitely. So, so that was something that we, you know, we both have, um, you have, if I remember correctly, you have a security system, correct? You record. So we have, we both have this, the same idea. We both wanted the security cameras around our house. You went with a security system. I went with a wireless operating system yeah so um you know you you're getting footage all the time you can go check on it mine is right on my phone i use the amazon blink security system it's not the best in the world it does have motion detect so anytime there's motion it picks it up um you know i'm I'm getting a whole lot of footage of that bunny that hops around my backyard right now um I got to keep him out of my garden. I got to tell you that right now. He gets in my garden. Whew, we're going to be having rabbit soup. Um, but, you know, and that was something that, um, you know, you, you can put forth a lot of money. And that's the big thing with the neighborhood preppers is, you know, we want we want everybody to understand that you don't have to run out to the middle of nowhere, you know, live off the grid, so to say. And, uh, but it, not only that is, you don't have to have endless money, right? When when people sit down and they look into prepping and they go, okay, you know, and they crack their hands and they get on the internet and they start looking, they're like, solar panels. Oh, uh, yep, I can't do that. Okay, um, what's next? Generator. Okay, I can't do th- You know what? Maybe prepping's not for me and they give up. You can start small. You know, me and you are at very different stages in our prepping, Um you have a lot of strengths with my weaknesses, and I have strengths where your weakness is. Um, but you can start cheap. I didn't. I didn't start off, you know, going out just like you. You didn't run out. The solar panels weren't the first thing you purchased. You know, you can start small. If you can't afford, or if you live in an area where you can't buy a firearm, what else can you do for protection? I, me, and you were talking over the fence the other day. I got a pretty awesome wrist rocket that I'm pretty sure could take down small game if I had to. You can use that for protection. If you're not into that kind of thing, if you're not a firearms person, what else can you do to protect your home? Like you said, you know, you can put, you know, door jams, you can put, you know, deadbolts, you can put the extended screws through your door. Those things are going to keep people out. There's always an option and that's the thing about prepping is you never just say i can't do it right and then just just give up you can't afford to go out and get yourself a vacuum sealer 
get some Mylar bags. If you can't get Mylar bags, get some Ziploc bags, right? There's, there's always an option. You don't have to dive in 100%, give up your income, buy a house out on the ranch. You, that's not what prepping has to be. And I think too many people, especially right now, when we're living through one of the biggest pandemics, one of the biggest food shortages and everything, I think a lot of people got caught, one of your favorite sayings, got caught with their pants down, and now looking forward, how can that not happen? Well, you're going to have a lot of people that get scared and are going to run out and buy you know, two years worth of toilet paper and two years worth of food, and then it's going to spoil, they're going to run out of money, and, and I think that's what we're here to do, is we're here to just help guide people. If you're sitting out on the ranch and you look out your window and you've already got cattle and you've got chickens and you've got your windmill and your solar panels and you're wishing well, look at man, I'm so pumped for you. Stick around. We can get you some information. But I think the people we're trying to connect with is we're looking for that person that looks out the window and they see their neighbor, right? And they're they're in a subdivision, they're in a metropolitan area, and they're thinking, what if what if we get another wave of COVID nineteen, right? That's that's what's on top of everybody's mind. We're here in Michigan, um, and our our governor just came on today. She extended it to June twelfth. So you know we're we're extended. Uh, we're in a hot spot state, and we are in a hot spot you know county. Um, we're not as bad as Wayne County, Metro Detroit area, but we're in a pretty hot spot. So there's a lot of people around us that are really second guessing, you know, everything they have right now. And I just want people to, when they get on here, they go, hey, these guys got a cool plan. You know, they're not completely poor from pouring out all of their money into preps and you know, the thing is, is we're still living our lives. You know, we both have wives. We both have children. You're outside with your son all the time playing on your playscape. I'm outside. I just taught my son how to ride his bike today. You know, so we're just normal guys, right? We're just normal families. And, but at the end of our day, we're doing little things to make ourselves feel safer. Exactly. And and to me, one of the, the biggest things about prepping is you still have to keep in mind what are the things that keep you kind of like mentally sound, because those are the things that help you get through. I and mean, uh, one of the things that resonates with a lot of prepper type uh, type of people is they say, you know, you got to have you still have to have hope. So, right. um, you know, if you're worried about certain things, you still have to live your life and be fulfilled and those are actually aspects of of prepping as well it's it's funny how even with the really extreme preppers they'll say oh make sure you have a, a deck of cards or make sure you have right. like these little things that you yeah. can just maintain a sense of normalcy, normalcy. exactly yeah. and so and that and that's one of the funny things and i talked to my mom and she's like oh you're doing x you're doing y and you're doing all this stuff and what are you doing to have fun? I was like, well, you know me, mom. Like, I'm still techie, so I'm going to make sure my tech stuff works. Right. You know, <laughs> like, exactly. I want yeah. us to still be able to enjoy those things. Exactly. And you know, 
uh, for instance, the other day I was I was talking to you. We were messaging back and forth, and I was I was downstairs. I was vacuum sealing some stuff. Man, I had my tunes on. I had music going. It was almost kind of like it was like my downtime. You know, yeah, I was I was prepping. I was doing work, but like I had my headphones. I had music playing. You know, I had my boys downstairs. They were playing with their toys. I look over. I see them. And I know, like, man, I'm doing this for them, right? Like, if I was by myself, my prepping would be totally different. I'd, I'd have a get-home-safe bag and a bug-out bag. Because, like, if, if I had to, I, I could just make my choice. But it's different when you're, when you're thinking about taking care of somebody else, taking care of a family. Um, we're, both, we're both really close with our parents and stuff still, and it's like, you know, I, I look at my mom, she's a high risk, you know, for this COVID-19. Um, you know, she's got lots of respiratory issues. She went through cancer. Um, so like, this is a big deal to my family, you know, like keeping mom safe, like that's really important. So having extra stuff when she calls and it's like, man, I, you know, I, I did a Kroger click list and I couldn't get toilet paper. Mom, I got some, man, I'll, I'll drop it off to you. You know, like, that's relaxing to me. Exactly. That helps me. Peace of mind. Yeah, exactly. And me and you were talking the other day and I told you like I I was feeling I was feeling a little wore down, you know, just from obviously everybody right now is wore down. That there's the, you know, mental health is going to be a huge issue coming out of this. You know, people are stuck at home uh with the same some people alone, a lot of people with the same one or two or three people were, were suddenly teachers, right? We're teachers to our, to our children who can't go to school anymore. We're homeschooling. Um, you know, you can't go see extended family, can't see our friends. So mental health is huge. And, and I told you, I, I, I came to you and I said, man, I, I'm just, I'm wore down, you know, like I, I'm thinking about prepping all the time. I'm thinking about the extra stuff. And I feel like, and, and you, you said to me, you're like, but man, how good does it feel like to know that what you're doing? And when you said it, I knew what I was doing, but to hear it from somebody, it was really like, you know, a breath of fresh air. I was like, you know, he's right. Like I'm enjoying it. I I'm, I'm still putting food on my family's plate. I still, you know, I can still get, communicate with my friends. Luckily, you're a tech guy. We still have Zoom, which is how we're, you know, rocking this podcast right now. This podcast is going to get better too, let me tell you, because he's got this amazing setup. You can see it over there. He's full recording studio. So we will Absolutely. be in studio together, but we are following our executive order. We're doing what we're, we can to prevent the spread of this, but it's going to get better. So keep watching guys, but we're going to get in studio. But no, when you said that to me, man, it was such a you know, it was such a relief, like, hey, man, you know what, I am, I'm, I'm enjoying it, and I'm doing it for the right reason, so I'm super happy about that, and, you know, I'm going to ask you, what do you feel your biggest strength is, you know, with prepping, and also your weakness? Um, I would say tech is definitely my strength, um, even though, I've always started out small with stuff, I, I'm kind of one of those people that saves up and does a lot of big ticket items, like, water filtration and solar panels and generators stuff like that but um 
you know, I really want to get better with food. I'm, you know, I've started to grow indoors. I'm getting ready to start the outdoor greenhouse. But even long-term food storage, those are things that are my biggest weaknesses. And I, you know, that's one of your big strengths. And I, I really want to get to that level. But it's it's always reassuring going back to that whole network thing, knowing that, hey, if anything ever happened, like, and you needed water, it's like, hey, I've got water. You know, I've got I've got water stored up. I've got potable water stored up. Um, but you know, it's like, Hey, I don't necessarily have as much food, but that's, I know that's something you have. So obviously those are two things you can't live without. You can't live without water. You can't live without food. Exactly. So, um, just thinking about those things, what would you say? Well, I, I will, you're not giving yourself as much credit as you deserve because your technology is above and beyond you're even willing to pat yourself on the back about we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later we'll get into it <laughs> exactly and you guys just wait until you hear about these faraday setups he has man he's uh um my strength is is definitely uh defense and awareness um i'm i'm comfortable i do teach uh run hide fight in multiple multiple platforms we do um you know i, I do it in schools i do it at you know, different businesses and stuff like that. So the run, hide, fight, just being aware of my surroundings. I, you know, I'm very, I'm very comfortable with my food storage. And, you know, I've just gotten into vacuum sealing and canning stuff. I have an awesome garden that I I love working on. So food right now, today, if I had to, I think I could go six to eight months with food that I have in my house, feeding a family of four plus probably taking care of my mom and dad if I had to. I mean, six to eight months, you know, I'm really comfortable um, after lots of research, finding stuff that, you know, has that long shelf life and then extending it by vacuum sealing. You know, that's, that's stuff that I really enjoy. My weakness um, is actually something that is I'm starting to get better at number one. It was, it was always trust. Um, I, you know, it was, who do I trust? Who do I talk to about, you know, protecting, you know, to working as my, as a team. Um, I have obviously my parents, I trust them with anything and everything, but I got two really good friends who are like, you know, they're on the fence with the prepping thing. You know, my one friend, he's a, he's a big hunter. He's got lots of, you know, he, he, in that category, he's, he's loaded, but the whole idea of prepping is I'll worry about it. If the time happens, Right. my other friend, he preps a little bit. Those are the only two people I had really talked to until me and you started talking. And then it became, you know what? I'm not going to be shy about it. I am going to build a network. I am going to start talking to my neighbors and find out who's a nurse and find out, you know, be find out, you know, who's the good gardener, you know, stuff like that. That that's stuff where like you said when when we first started talking, you could tell there was communication. I do this, you do this, and it you we got rolling and it was like, okay, you know, and we built that relationship and that connection and you know, and now at this point, I mean, your family, you, you know, if, if things happen, I got your six, you got my six, I'm there to protect your family. You're there to protect my family. And just like you said, I may have the extra food, 
But if that grid goes down, all that stuff in that freezer over there, it's going to go to waste. But you got those solar panels. I bring that refrigerator over, we're back up and rolling. And me and you were talking the other day about, you know, just setting up our neighbor, our, our, our houses to, to host other people, extra beds and, and stuff like that. You know, we don't waste anything. Exactly. Um, you know, and that's why I love the neighborhood prepper mentality. I, I absolutely positively think that people is the most important thing you could possibly have when prepping. I follow a lot of different prepping pages. And when everybody asks, you know, I want to get into prepping, what's the thing I need to look for? And now it's the same answer every time. People, build a network. Absolutely. Build a network of like minds that you trust, that you're willing to work together. And it's just awesome, man. I'm so excited to, to go on this ride with you. I, I think we're going to do a lot of cool things. I think we got a lot of knowledge to put out together. I learn from you every time we talk, man. I, I love here. going back I and forth. Same from you. Yeah, you know, and it's and and we're we're always learning. That's the thing, you know. I've been doing this. I, I figured it out is probably about mm-hmm. eight eight years or so. You know, yours was even longer than that. You know, since even though you didn't consider yeah. yourself a prepper, there was all the other things. But it's like we have so much knowledge, and sometimes you just overlook something so simple. So. I, I look forward to keep learning from you and I hope all of our listeners enjoy it and, and can learn something from us. And we want to learn from you guys too. Yes. You know, so get on, like, share, ask us questions. If, if we can't answer it honestly, man, we're going to find the right answer for you, but get on, like, and share questions, comments, you know, we want this, this is, Definitely. you know, we're going to have fun doing this no matter what, <laughs> even if nobody listens, I just love sitting here and, and BSing with you, but we're going to do this regardless, man. So, so get involved, drop us a line, let us know where you're from. We got so much awesome stuff coming up, man. I mean, uh, All we're going straight go. from, exactly. I mean, now that we got a setup and it's only going to get better, man. Uh, we got prizes coming soon. We got some rewards for our fans. So keep listening because you're going to have an opportunity to win this sweet pocket knife. More information on that. Why don't you close us out, man? Let them, hey, let them know. Nice. So our next episode, we're going to be looking at get home bags. That's just the start of it. We've got tons more episodes and contents ready to go. But if there are things you want to see, let us know. This is Alton James and Mr. Bobby Riggs Jr. signing off with our first episode of Neighborhood Preppers. Come check us out shortly.